It's already too long. You're starting to look like Jesus. Jesus. Not I mean not really. Like you you know, you have a different and adaptations my name is andrew and i'm cody and this is episode 56 56 56 first episode that's chris of 2018 what 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 crazy we've been gone for a little bit but we're back yeah we are we always knew we'd be back crazy all right the last one was with kevin the star wars episode yeah which seemed like forever ago it seems like forever ago yeah so it did. Like, it does feel like... That feels like three months ago to me. I know. It's been so crazy. Life has just been so crazy, Cody. So crazy. You were so, in Florida for a little bit? Yeah, for a week. So how was that? No, it was okay. Do you like here better? Yeah. It's so much better. <laughs> really? P&W. That's interesting. P&W all the way, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, represent, I don't represent. Know. Like, the trees were meh, and the landscapes were meh, and like... I get back here and I'm driving across the I-5 bridge and I look over to my right and I see Mount Hood just like in awesome plain view. I go, you don't get that anywhere in Florida. No, Um, I can see that. Also, land bridges, lame. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It was just like super long bridges that were like equivalent to the water. Right. But they were just there so people could get across them. Okay. Right, man. Yeah. Like, wh- why? No, I I don't know. Like when I was there, it was it was cool, and I saw nothing. I mean, I went to Disney World. I I, I don't know. Like, how, I didn't, how's Disney World? I've never been. I can't imagine how big like, it must be now. I like Disneyland more than Disney World, but it was fun while I was there. I would okay. say uh, this. They have like a really cool safari, like an actual safari, which is really. Really well done, put together. Great. And so I saw a lot of giraffes and elephants and lions and rhinos, flamingos. Uh, <laughs> no, and it was... Did you go into a Target and tiptoe to the fudge aisle? N- <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> I can oh, do that man. here. Uh, <laughs> no, and I... I don't know. You know what I missed? What I missed the Papa Murphys. Mm. Oh, really? they don't have those there. They don't I really. Mean, yeah, they don't at all. Well, I Papa would, Murphys I, is a Northwest thing. Is it? A, I think it's an e, well a West Coast thing because I I know they're pretty far down. I'm pretty but, sure it was started in Vancouver though. Yeah, their headquarters is here. Yeah, I know that. Vancouver. Do they yeah. do they have no Papa Murphys in California or is it just? I know PN that they. Dub? I know they do in Southern Oregon. Okay. So I I don't know if it goes into California. But it goes north too. To Seattle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. And then we, got, we got Papa Smurfs. We got Papa, Papa Smurfs. We also have, I mean, this was already known. Burgerville is only here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just weird. Like, 
there is far less options for food. Like wow. they have this place called Wawa though, and it's like a Safeway gas station. Huh. It's really cool. I would say that was the best part of the whole trip. Wawa. Wawa. They can like there's a whole deli inside and they serve like actual like restaurant menu items mm-hmm. and you can get like really good smoothies and milkshakes for like three bucks. That's nice. Yeah. So that that I place, haven't had a good milkshake in a long, long time. That place is that place that place was dope. Um sweet. I mean there's probably a lot more to Florida that I didn't see. And so it probably is a really cool place. Mm-hmm. We went to a really cool brewery. You just mean at first glance it's not the same. It's not. And or not as good. I don't know. I love looking out like anywhere here and just seeing like a sea of forest somewhere off in the distance, if not like close by. Yeah. Um and just there's a lot of places in Florida that you look and it's like it's like plains or just like nothing's there. Yeah. It's pretty flat. Florida's pretty flat, but yeah, it's close to the sea. Uh I don't think I went to a single beach. Mm. But I heard the beaches there, like the sand kind of feels like shells, broken shells. Oh really? And so uh, a friend of mine was saying that he likes the Northwest beaches more because it feels like actual actual sand. Oh, okay. But I don't know. It was a different experience. I'm you're glad ma- I did You're making it. it sound like it's pretty boring, so I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> I don't think I want to go there. I don't know. Like, as soon as I got back, I was happy to be here. Also, uh, drivers in Florida, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're from Florida, uh, learn how to drive. Seriously. It is terrifying. To be on the road with Floridian Floridian drivers. Floridians. Yeah. It is terrifying. Like, they don't use a turn signal, ever. I I don't think I saw a single turn signal used while I was there. And they just switch over into lanes in front of people. It's like, Have have we had the conversation that I have friends in Oregon who try and... No, Oregon drivers are worse than us. ...bash me and tell us... Or, pardon me, tell... uh, Tell me that us Washington drivers are worse. No. And I'm like... Are we driving on the same roads? What are you, what are you talking yeah, about? I, I don't know. I, a lot of moments that I've experienced with Oregon drivers is that uh, they go so slow. So slow. They do. It's always like five, five like miles under the speed limit. It's, not, it's called the speed limit for yeah. a reason, folks. At least go the speed limit. Well, so that actually, at least that matches up a little bit with what my... Uh, Oregonian friend said she said that uh, we drive like maniacs we're just way too fast and I said yeah. some some people probably I mean 10, 10 miles over the speed limit is probably what we go yeah yeah it's a standard in Washington <laughs> but that's beautiful five to, that's beautiful five to ten miles over the speed limit I think five miles over the speed limit is totally acceptable that's like the standard that's like totally you, you fine. go five miles over the speed limit yep yeah if you go under that, you're slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just really can't stand, like, I'm going to go seven under. It's yeah. like, stop. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I let's, saw let's... something on Facebook, though, that said Washington was, like, fourth worse in the nation, and Oregon was, like, 20. And I was like, there's no way, man. Wait, like, we were the, f- like, top like top four worst, worst drivers? Yeah. How? I don't know, but I... Is it based off of car accidents? 
I, you know, I didn't go in depth on what it was. Is this on the same way that Vancouver the is also it? the most hipster city in America? Like, is that what same like metrics we're going off of? I don't know. Yeah. Could be. I just feel like there's more act. Like I've seen more accidents in Portland than I have in Oregon. And my you friends mean, you mean in, in Washington. What I what I say? You mean more or, more accidents in Oregon than in Washington? Correct. You, okay, you said you said Portland than in Oregon. Oh. <laughs> I knew you, I knew what you meant. I knew what you uh, meant. No, and most of my friends have been in like most of their accidents have been in Oregon, like in Portland. Yeah. Also, their streets are horrible. I'm just going to. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm tired of, of I'm tired of debating the Oregon versus Washington thing. Uh, pretty much ever since a coworker of mine told me that you guys are lucky we even c- include you as part of the Northwest, and I said to him, We're Washington more... is more Northwest than Oregon is, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, we are the definition of Northwest. Yes. Like, Washington is the Northwest. Landscape, culture. You should be, they should that. be proud, like, they should be honored that we include them. Yes. Yeah. Like he Montana, said, Washington. He said it's because our our college sports teams copy more from their schools, and I said that sounds like a really really biased opinion. Also, what? Like the, we're basing that, it off of that also sports teams? yes, right? Exactly. It's like the who, state. Which is the harder school to get into, UW or you know U of O or any any Oregon school? Really. Yeah, really. Come on, come on. UW is one of the hardest schools to get into. Mm-hmm. On the West Coast, besides Stanford, I think it's I think it's number one, probably. I, or, or I mean, pardon me, it'd be number two. Yeah, behind Stanford, but Stanford's crazy. Yeah. Um, do we want also Seattle versus Portland? Are you really going to do that? Are you really going to do that? You Seattle know? all the way. Yeah, Seattle all the way. I, and I like I do like the a birth, lot of things pretty much in the Portland, birth of but, '90s music. Mm-hmm. Seattle was Seattle, and you know we're going to. Put Portland. Say that Portland is a. I guess they're going to allow us to be Northwest. Yeah, I don't know. My friend was really opinionated about that, but should we talk about comic books? We should probably do that at some point. That okay. Was cool. So I'm glad that we had that. I I feel like we don't really talk about ourselves and that just our reminds me of things. What you just said almost reminded me of Fly of the Concords. The issues. The issues. Yes. <laughs> we yes. don't talk about. The we don't issues. talk about the issues. Uh. So, you know, 2018. Yeah. Crazy. Right. You know, we're going to deal with, you know, when we go to do the seven and we have to correct that into an eight. We're going to be doing that all the time. I've been doing that a little bit yeah, recently. I know I, ju- I know. I just started the other day getting it into the 18. On the yeah. first try. Yeah. First try. Uh, yeah. So let's start this. Let's start this off. Awesome. Um, my favorite news so far is Don Slut. <clears throat> Dan Slott is leaving Amazing Spider-Man, which I am so happy for, uh, because he is not that great at writing, <laughs> and he has really taken the Peter Parker character and written him entirely differently, and it's it's why I dropped like getting the comics. Like, I haven't gotten an Amazing Spider-Man comic in, like, a year or two. Uh-huh. And I think it's because he also said that he wasn't going to stop for the foreseeable future. Like, he okay. didn't want to stop. And it was just, he wasn't writing engaging stories. He wasn't, 
um, bringing the best that he could to the table. He's written incredible stories in the past, and it's why I stuck with it for so long. He wrote. Superior. You think he got lazy? I think so. I think he got complacent. Um, and he he's great at coming up with ideas, but he doesn't know how to execute them. I would say that's the best way to do it. His best run was the Superior Spider-Man, where he had uh, Doctor Octopus go into the mind of Peter Parker, like he took over his body, and then. Peter switched where he was inside the body of Dr. Ock and Dr. Ock died. And so then Dr. Octopus was Peter Parker. Um, he yeah, was oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a pretty notorious <clears throat> run, isn't it? Yeah, Superior yeah. Spider-Man. And that was really cool and it was done really well and it ended really great. But then his next thing after that, which was uh, Spider-Verse, where it was all the different Spider-Men from all the different universes, which brought Spider-Gwen. Oh, yeah, that was him? Yeah, that oh. was him. And it started out fine, and it started out really well done. And, like, the last comic is like, okay, and then we just we, we beat the bad guys. Like, they don't even show you the, like, panels of where they, when they beat the bad guys. It's just like, oh, they're, they got beaten. That is pretty lazy. And it just, just not show you the action. Yeah, it was just crazy. Ah, lazy. Lazy writing, and I don't know. It really bothered me. It really put me off. And then they made him into, like, a billionaire, Peter Parker, and it just really didn't fit with his character. And for some reason— I don't want to see a rich Peter Parker, really. And I I thought it could be interesting. Like, the idea of Peter finally being successful at something. Uh... But I also have this line where it's uh, it's Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, where it's if Peter Parker and Mary Jane never were separated, uh-huh. and it shows their life with a daughter and everything, and it's incredible. And I see this, and I see like a Peter Parker with a family and someone who is mature and responsible now, and it's really well done and put together, and it just bothers me that we're stuck with a Peter Parker who cannot grow up, uh, even though physically he has. Like, he's older, and he looks like he should be with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's it bothers me that Marvel is like, oh, if we marry him, he won't be relatable anymore. And I look at Superman with Superman Rebirth, where he is married to Lois, and they have John, and he's still super relatable. And it's really fun, and it's some of the best Superman that has been written in the past, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, so I disagree with what they say. I, I don't think marrying Peter off would trap him. I think it, it, it gives you a more, a fountain of more ideas, I would say, a plethora of ideas, uh, in which you can create stories of hardships of dealing with being Spider-Man while also putting your family first. Uh, I think it could be really cool in that area and showing Peter as a mentor towards his daughter um, and then a husband to his wife. Mm-hmm. I think it would it could be really cool and really well done if the right writer is writing it. That was a lot of rights. Uh, but If the right writer was writing it? Yeah. So, I don't know. That, you should say that again. If the right <laughs> writer was writing it. I. So, I'm, I'm excited that another writer is coming on to Amazing Spider-Man and I might actually pick it up. I think what burned me was the $10 issue that they charged me where the first half or the first third was a Spider-Man comic and then the two rest of the two thirds was like previews to their other comics. 
I was just like, really? That sucks. You just charged me $10 for a, like a sample page, like a sample book? Cash grab. Uh, cash grab right Marvel, there. it's the last, like, it's the last 616 Marvel Unis- Universe comic I paid for. Hmm. Like, single issue. It was the nail in the coffin? Yeah. That was ridiculous. I still buy the Star Wars, but. Star Wars is on the Marvel label, but it's not Marvel Universe. Yeah. And even that line is starting to bore me because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Still stuck between three and four. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Going to sneeze? Going to sneeze? <laughs> he has sneezed, folks. He has sneezed. That's Bless a lot you. Of Excuse me. Bless him, what's on? I've been really, really sneezy today. Yeah. Well, My friend on. had a cat so at his place. So Speaking of Marvel Comics, Xavier is coming back. Oh. He's been dead for quite a while. I think New Mutants was how many years? I think Legion killed him. Uh, I want to say like ten. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's a big move bringing him yeah, like back. Two thousand six, I think, around then. How do you feel about this? And I know I know we've had similar conversations in the past, but how do you feel about them bringing back a character who died in a in in a big way, or e- even if they, they didn't go out in a big way, but you're bringing them back. What's what was the significance of killing them? Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually dealing with that right now, um, which I will talk about later with my favorite recent read, which was uh, volume four, I want to say, of Fantastic Four, Jonathan Hickman's line, mm-hmm. uh, which deals with a de- with a death of one of the characters, and it was very emotional mm-hmm. and it was really well done and me knowing that that character is back in the comics now really bothers me because it was done so well um no i i think i think maybe like after 20 or 30 years is fine uh but doing so like i don't know after 6 months or a year really really hurts. You said 10 10 years, right? For Xavier? Yeah. Yeah. So with Xavier, I think it's fine. Um the weird one is they did the uh Phoenix Rising, which is bringing back Jean Grey. Oh yeah. Which they've done like 3 times. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I I actually have a copy of uh Dark Phoenix. I have a copy of Phoenix of one of the one, uh I have Rising. As well, I have I have one of them, one of the old ones. Oh, one of the originals and, where and she comes was, back. Yeah. Well, so it was done through a collection of. She was brought back <clears throat> through a collection of different uh, titles, mm-hmm. and it got really confusing. I mean, they do that. Um, they Marvel, kill off Marvel was really into that, obviously. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. So, and that was when I first ex- first experienced yeah. that, and honestly, it got so yawningly boring that I couldn't finish a yeah. four or five issue trade. It's I put it down. It's hard. Like and I feel bad for writers who have to deal with the death of a, a character. Mm-hmm. Especially like when it's Wolverine. So it's like the death of Wolverine. And then you have to then if you're writing X-Men, like Uncanny X-Men, mm-hmm. it's like now I have to deal with this. Like I have to fit this into my storyline at some point. Yeah. Um You know what's funny? I still don't I don't I don't think I could tell you the name of the writer who killed off Superman. I can't either. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, 
I feel like I should definitely know. Who the, wrote Death in the Family? De- uh, Death in the Family? Yeah. The Batman story? Yeah. That was, uh, if not Dixon. Because that was before Dixon. It was around the same era. Was, wasn't Dixon late 80s? Uh, if he was late eighties, early nineties, I know he was. A, I know he was nineties. I know for a fact because he does the he does the Robin Timoth the the Tim Tim Drake line. Death in is it Chuck Dixon? The family. We'll, we'll figure this out yeah. right now. I really, I really. So with Xavier, I don't mind. Um, I don't know. You you need to give it a lot of space. Uh, one character that I'm. Actually, surprised that they've kept is Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because um, he was a huge part of the comics for a while, and now he's dead. And uh, Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel now. And so now we have a new movie coming out called Captain Marvel where we have Marvel, who is going to be played by uh, Jude Law. Is going. He's like the. Marvel is the original Captain Marvel, and so he's going to be. I'm assuming they're going to do a transition in this movie where he starts out as Captain Marvel and she's Miss Marvel, and then it transfers to where he dies and then she becomes Captain Marvel by the end. Okay. I'm guessing that's how the movie's going to go. Or they won't even do the Captain Marvel, Marvel thing at all. I have no expectations. I'm just going to go see it. That's where I am right now. Um, oh, so the writer was Jim Starlin, who okay. I'm not very familiar with, but Dennis O'Neill was the editor. Dennis O'Neill. So Dennis O'Neill is the... Dan or Danny O'Neill is the person. Danny O'Neill. He goes by Denny. Yeah. D e n n y. I thought he was the one that you saw at the Comic Con. No, it was Neil Adams. That who, was Neil they, Adams. But they work okay. together. They do a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. did they do the Green Arrow, Green Lantern? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's why I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. No, they did that, and they did they did all of Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and all of Batman throughout the seventies. Yeah, it was funny. I was so for those who do not know, uh, Neil Adams will be at. I like Comic-Con here in Vancouver or Richfield. It's in between. It's hard. It's going to be at the Clark County Fairgrounds, and the Clark County Fairgrounds is literally on the line between Vancouver and Richfield. Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying because then it's like, is it? Is it? But the address is Richfield, so got to say it. Uh, no, and so Neil Adams is going to be there, and... Uh, I'm yeah, I'm so excited for that. I and Steranko, right? Jim Steranko, yeah. Yeah, I like Steranko a lot too. Yeah, and I like. I have so much respect for Steranko after what he had to say about Bob Kane. Yeah, after and watching. Yeah, after watching that Bill Finger mm-hmm. documentary. I, yeah, was it? Well, it wasn't really a documentary about him. I guess as it was just his lack of legacy. Yeah, it didn't really go into his entire life story. No. But, but it, it showed it shed enough light on what how sad that looked. Yeah, man, it's and we discussed it's a, that. It's a good movie. Yeah, we we talked about. How long that. ago did we watch that? Little under a year. Is it nearing a year? Yeah, because it was before we got this new setup. Last spring. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the slap on the side of the face. Yeah. So good. But I was talking about Neil Adams at work today, and everyone's like, "Oh." Who's that? <laughs> and it was like, I, I don't know how to really explain it. I was just like, he's just a legendary comic book artist. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. he's a lot of 
what you see in comics now like was inspired by a lot of Neil Adams stuff. Yeah, he like, kind he of create, reinvented the look. He reinvented like Green Arrow. Like, Green Arrow is what Green Arrow can be because of Neil Adams. And I would say the way Hal Jordan is drawn mm. is largely yeah. due to him. Yeah, Green Lantern. He still looks like... A lot like, of Batman, too. Like, yeah. early Batman. Yeah, in yeah. the face. Mm-hmm. But Hal Jordan, the hair in the face, really hasn't... And the build hasn't yeah. really changed at all. It's weird. I was reading a Flash volume to the Mark Wade stuff, mm-hmm. and um, Green Lantern shows up in that, and he's, like, old. <laughs> like, he has, like... Very gray sideburns, and okay, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see that like like early nineties, late nineties, Green Lantern was aged. I didn't know that. When, and this has nothing to do with when Hal became Spectre. It might have been afterwards, but he was still Green Lantern at that point. Well, uh, he was the Spectre for quite a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to think about when. Uh, my my Green Lantern timeline for the eighties and nineties is not there. I do yeah. not. I'm not familiar with it. I um, know. I know the very after, old stuff, and I know the new stuff. It's after Barry Allen died, so after Final Crisis or Infinite Crisis. Oh yeah, that makes okay. That yeah, would make sense. Yeah, he was Spectre around the time. I'm pretty sure they brought him around. They brought him back from because he was kind of because in the dead. Fla- in the Flash comic that I was reading, he was Green Lantern. Like he wasn't okay. Spectre at that point. Hmm. But it might have been afterwards. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, so Gambit movie has lost its director. Uh, you I know, feel like I don't this think, happens to every movie. I don't think this movie is going to actually happen, like at this point. Yeah. You know, with the whole Fox stuff being taken over by Disney. And They'll pull the plug. This is a movie. Also, this is a movie no one's asking for. Like yeah. when Deadpool came out, like the test footage. People are like, we want this. Ryan Reynolds wanted it. I know that Channing Tatum wants to be Gambit, and he's trying to get this made. But it's like, man, I don't know if no one is out in the cities crying for a Gambit We don't need to make a Gambit movie just because Magic Mike wants it made. And it's like, I love Gambit. I'm kidding. Obviously, he's (laughs) capable of better things. Yeah, I love Gambit, and he's one of my favorite X-Men, like after Archangel. But I don't know... I don't know if I want Channing Tatum to play Gambit. No, that doesn't excite me. I don't. I'm not saying I that hear, I know who would. I'm not saying that I've got a better hear, alternative. I need to hear his Cajun accent when he's like, "Kosh, yeah." Yeah, <laughs> I need to hear what what he sounds like that way. And then, depending on that, he also needs to lose muscle, in my opinion. Gambit is is lean. He's lean because he's a he's a thief. Like he's a he's a master of you know. I'd also need to see what Channing Tatum looks like with a lot of hair. I do not want a bald or head shaven uh, or yeah, short, shorn hair gambit. When's the last time we saw him with hair? Did he have hair in Step Up? Because you know, I I'm pretty I uh, I saw that movie. I don't remember Channing Tatum ever having very much hair. I, I also I, didn't. I, see I could that be wrong, movie. but um. So I'm in not anything too, I've ever seen of him, he's had very short hair. The funny thing about this is the director for this movie was announced a day before he left. Okay. <laughs> That's I, really, I, really last minute. I don't think this movie's going to get made. 
but they've been trying to make it for the past like you know what's going to happen years. is it's going to get stuck in production hell yeah and it's going to be released 20 years later when no one wants it at all and whoever is on is on board to write it who gets kicked off he's going to have a story to tell in, in 20 years about how he had a weird experience with a producer the same way kevin smith did with john peters <laughs> yeah the kevin smith john peters story is one of the funniest things Go listen. Ever, Go listen to it. That I've ever heard when he's talking about Peters who made Batman and was going to make Superman. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many of those occurrences there really are. Just production hell stories. Yeah. Where you have this kooky producer who has these things he wants to put into a movie that don't really work. Or maybe in this mm-hmm. case it's it's Channing Tatum. Maybe he just really wants to play Gambit. Yeah. And he has all these ideas to make Gambit this standout character that he just it's like, hasn't really been made to be. Uh-huh. He, I don't know. Gambit is a really cool character in team context. I don't know how much I need a Gambit movie. Uh, Gambit would be cool if you could bring in Storm, because they deal with a lot of like or any Gambit. Like, if you could bring in any of the other X Men, but why, why, why keep making all these solo movies if you're just bringing in so many other characters? Yeah, like I could see a really cool like Storm Gambit movie. Because Gambit is the one that brought her into, like, the thief game when she was younger uh, from being a goddess. That's true. I always forget about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I I think that would be cool. Or show Rogue and him doing stuff together. Yeah. That'd, that'd be great. Be cool. But, yeah. So, there's a comic series called Saga. Have you heard of it? It's an image comic. Yeah, I've heard. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Saga. Uh, and so a lot of people have been asking for a movie, and Brian K. Vaughn, the uh, the writer for it, and Fiona Staples, I want to say, she's the she's the artist. They came out and said there's no movie that's going to be happening, but there's possibility for a musical. Like I'm pretty sure, like a like a Broadway musical. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because what's the last musical based off a comic that you could think of? I don't I don't think I would like it. I know that's really close-minded. Spider-Man. I don't know. There was a Spider-Man musical, and it's bad. When was that made? Uh, late 2000s. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Did you yeah. watch the whole thing? No, I watched bits of it, and it's bad. Spider-Man so. translates better to other... Yeah, Spider-Man's about seeing Spider-Man fly around. <laughs> like, or I, was I gonna, mean, I, I was, was I was gonna bring up the comedic things yeah. we've seen, the, the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man comedy we've seen on YouTube. Which one? There's a couple of them. That's what I'm getting at. Are you talking about mine? The ones I find? Well, yeah, the things you show. <laughs> I I have... there the, there's the ridiculous one where Superman and Spider-Man are flying around together. Oh, woman Spider-Man and Superman. Yeah, that was yeah. great. And then, of course, there's the uh, <laughs> the uh, you know questionable acts yeah. of two two men dressed up as Spider Man. It's so weird. Yeah, it's with incredible. That, and with that Vanessa Carlton song playing <laughs> in the background, it's just way too much to handle. Uh, it's so good. I love it. But yeah, no Spider Man musical. No, honestly, I just have no interest in a superhero musical. Uh, and yeah. I like I like Saga, musicals. Saga could be different because it's not a superhero thing. It's a it's like a space fantasy. So it could be cool and it could be done well. I just have no faith. The idea of a because I'm very cynical. The idea of a comic book 
theme movie with heavily driven music in it, like Scott Pilgrim, I dig. Yeah. But not a musical. Yeah, and a Broadway and differ- musical. Like, yeah, I differentiate different. between the two because they're not breaking out in song what in if mid the mid-movie. What if the next Marvel movie is a sing-along musical? That's what I don't want to happen. Yeah, what if, like, they went, everyone says their movies are predictable, so here you go. But don't you agree with the Scott Pilgrim? The reason why the music works is because it's what's going on it, in the story. Yeah, it enhances the movie. It doesn't. They don't break out in song. Yeah. when he's like at, hanging out at home. Like yeah, like you. Any time that you see a musical performance in that movie, it's because they are performing music. Yeah, like to an audience. And that would be cool. I don't know if that is something that Marvel wants to pursue either. But I mean, if they I don't wa- think they are. If they wanted to. I was just bring music in. That's cool, but a Broadway style musical is a no from me. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, early Black Panther ticket dates. I put dates, but I meant sales. Ticket sales are outpacing all other Marvel movies. That's insane. This movie has sold more uh, early, like pre tickets than Civil War did. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of people excited for this movie. I'm excited for this movie. Oh, I am too. Um, I'm just, I think my biggest thing is I'm excited for, to see the introduction of like a tribal African city with like this really cool sci-fi, like futuristic city. Yeah. And so we get this mix of like spiritual, like African traditional kind of stuff mm-hmm. mixed in with like a modern no a futuristic futuristic like sci-fi. sci-fi-ish kind of stuff and i'm totally on board for that yeah so we've talked about black panther a lot we're going to go see the movie so we'll talk about then uh really cool character i'm really excited for it the only person i am disappointed in so far is michael b jordan's uh killmonger but that's because killmonger had the shoulders of like a freaking muscle man like from mm-hmm. the 1940s what were they called ah. like the guys are like oh, oh. and like they would like lift the barbells over their heads oh i i don't know is there a name for that uh i think so but he like he's just huge he he's got like broad shoulders and like like he looks like he could tear a man in half and when i look at michael b jordan i'm like eh, you can't tear anyone in half yeah uh but he could he could portray the character very well and do a great job. Um, that's not that's not the main point of for me to go watch this movie. Uh, Krypton trailer is being released or was released the uh, sci-fi show based on uh, Superman's Super- homeworld, Superman's grandparents. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. But it, it obviously it's all at Superman's homeworld, Krypton. Yeah, Krypton. I, that's um, cool. And it's borrowing a ton of elements from the main D- cinematic universe, like the way that like a lot of the keys work. They look like the keys from Man of Steel. Okay. Um, and from the trailer, it looked like someone comes back in time from the future and shows. Okay. Superman's grandpa, like, Superman's cape, and, like, you need to, like, you need to survive, or, like, you need to do this because your grandson is, like, the greatest hero of the universe. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Well, I remember in a lot of the old Jeff Johns, well, not not that old, but in some of the stuff that Jeff Johns did in the 2000s, mm-hmm. he mentions that there were superheroes on Krypton. Yeah, 
And like, uh, that's how Nightwing gets his name. Yeah. Uh, because Superman tells uh, Dick Grayson when he's like venturing out that there was a superhero on Krypton whose name was Nightwing. Does Clark ever say if they had powers or not, or were they vigilantes? I think they might have been more like vigilantes. Yeah. Or enhanced, like they gave themselves enhancements. Because of their, obviously, advanced technology. But I don't think, because, yeah. I have a feeling that Zod was enhanced. Uh, Like, genetically. Which he was. Like, that's the main point of Zod. Like, each... In the, in, in Man of Steel... In, in in the cinematic universe, he was. I know. Well, non uh, had been messed with. His brain had been messed with. Uh, that's Zod's uh, big Hulk of a sidekick. Mm-hmm. If anyone didn't know that. Well, and um, I know that. Uh, I don't know if when they messed with it, his brain, if that altered comic, his. Is it comic ability. book accurate that they were genetically modified? Like they were creating Kryptonians. Like they were. Like they weren't. Oh, you're asking, is that canon? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, so that's just the movies. That, that's the movies, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up then. No, I mean, that totally makes sense, because, yeah, in in the movie, he would be able to physically adapt easier than Clark would, because Clark yeah. wasn't bred for that. No, he wasn't. Like, he was born naturally, and that was the, that was the whole thing. Yeah. But in the story, I think Zod's sidekick actually might... He, I think he is physically stronger than he's the modified. average... Yeah, I think so. Okay, but it's just a strength issue. He doesn't have any other powers or yeah. any other any other abilities that they wouldn't. Yeah, so uh, I I might check it out when it comes out. You know, it doesn't look good. I, is, I saw that the... doesn't sound terrible. I mean, that isn't my favorite version of Krypton, but I would still watch it. Yeah, it it's weird. Like they're doing a mixture. It looks crystallized. Like, oh, it does it? Yeah, that could be cool then. Yeah. Uh. I'm not excited for the CW's version of Black Lightning. It looks bad. Oh, I watched that. Did some, you some of those TV spots? Yeah, they're bad, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like his hideous. suit looks bad. Yeah, like it's like blue and yellowish kind of thing. Ah, it just looks bad. I never know what to say when I'm in and I'm just hanging out with mixed company, and I yeah. I don't really know what anyone's interests are, and I hear someone say, "Oh my gosh, that looks so good, doesn't it?" Yeah, and I. You know, myself being a big comic book fan, <laughs> I'm like, uh, even even not as a comic book fan, it just looks tacky. Yeah, I see something like Black Panther, I'm like, that's better. Black Panther looks legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks good. Uh, this this is interesting, and this is going back to movies of solo characters. I don't think we need Kitty Pride, who is a uh, cat, Shadow Cat, right? That's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty Pride is getting her own movie directed by Tim Miller, the guy who did Deadpool, the first Deadpool. Okay. Um, which is interesting. Out of all the characters to get her own movie, this is a weird one. Yeah. Especially without Colossus. This is the weird part. Because Colossus is a huge part of her like growing up in the with the X-Men. Yeah, he really is. That's odd that they would leave him out. Well, I don't know. Well, if they, it's, but I don't it's know. even more odd that they would pick her. Yeah, I don't know why they're picking her. Man, where is our Cyclops movie? I just want I would a love a Cyclops movie. <laughs> just give me a, a good Cyclops movie. Like, just, do you think it's got some? Do you think it's got something to do with the fact that the cinematic version's previous Cyclops was 
played the way he was, and everyone's like, "Oh, Cyclops is a he's a he's a wiener. He's a wiener. Yeah, there's no way we could ever reintroduce this character. I'm wondering if it's maybe they're they're scared. Maybe I don't know. But Cyclops is such a badass. He is. And I love. I mean, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but like, there's that moment where Cyclops like takes out a mountainside. And then Wolverine's like, sometimes it's like moments like this are remind me of like why I never really want to piss you off. Yeah, like Wolverine is scared of what Cyclops can do, mm-hmm. and so it's like, but he holds all that power back because he knows mm-hmm. he can just destroy everyone. Well, Cyclops's number one, I think, positive attribute is his restraint. Yeah. And it works well. It works in his favor because he has one of those powers that if he didn't have restraint, he'd be screwing everyone else around him over. Yeah. Because he's just... His power is very violent. Yes, it is. Very, very... Like, it is... It is violence. It it is one of the hardest to contain along with... Why am I forgetting? What's her name? Rogues. Rogues. Yeah. 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 Especially after she gets... Miss Marvel's powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good thing that he is the leader and the restrained individual that he is because he has those crazy, yeah, uncontainable and I, I, eye beams. Like, I think that's why we don't have... I would also say the reason we don't have a Cyclops movie is because a lot of his character focuses on him as being a leader. Mm-hmm. And so he needs the X-Men team behind him, which I'm totally fine with, but they ruined the first class. Like, X-Men First Class should have been Cyclops, uh, make her Marvel Girl. Like The more I've thought about you saying that, the more I'm like, that would have been a great opportunity for a Cyclops-focused X-Men movie. Yes. And then you've got, yeah, Marvel Girl, bring in Iceman, bring in Archangel, bring in freaking... They did bring in Archangel in Apocalypse, okay, Andrew? <sighs> They brought and they did him so well. Oh uh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't do him well. No, and I don't know. Beast is horrible. The Beast in the new movies is just bad, so bad. I like that actor well enough. Yeah, I just I really like that actor, but and he's not Beast though. He's a string bean, <laughs> yeah. and Beast is freaking huge. Yeah, remember his big feet give him the ability to run like almost as fast as Flash. That's a thing, because it's feet that make you run faster. You are talking about the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. In first class. I was gonna be like, "What crap is this?" I don't <laughs> remember this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he like takes off his shoes and then he can like. I run. didn't get how his feet unfolded, even though they're in regular size shoes yeah. either. That movie was full of a couple things where it's like, okay, I guess we're just supposed to take this at face value. Yeah. I still I still really enjoy some of the, the parts in that movie, even though I recognize well, cinematic- I recognize how wrong they get. Cinematically the, the movie works and it's a good movie, but it just hurts watching it for me. Yeah. It like any and like that's my problem is like any watching any of the X Men movies just hurts. Yeah. Like even Days of Future Past, because we have so Days of Future Past should have been your Kitty Pride movie. I think that's what my biggest issue is. Is we had a movie that we could have focused you're, on. You're right, Kitty yep. Pride going into the future and seeing Wolverine and like hooking up with Wolverine in a team sense, uh, because the the future is destroyed by Sentinels, and so then you deal with this whole thing, and it's Kitty Pride like leading everything, and then you get this movie where they go. 
Wolverine is going to be the center of this movie because Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. Because like, Wolverine sells tickets. Uh, and it's, it's like, man. Even though had, the guy's had my favorite, he's my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. And I'm so sick of everything being about yeah. Wolverine and the X-Men. It's not. It's not. If you ever watch the X-Men cartoon or you've, or you've uh, read the comics, Wolverine takes a backseat in probably 60% yeah. of it. Cyclops is a big part of yep. the animated series. Yeah. Uh, and the comics. Like. They deal with Cyclops and Jean Grey a lot more than Wolverine in anything. Like, Wolverine gets his you own mean, line. like Wolverine and Jean Grey? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That hurts. That hurt a uh, Yeah. Let's I'm, talk Cody, about something Cody's, else. Cody's making this face of, like, I want to kill everyone who was involved in that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, we'll move on. Ultimate Universe is back, Cody. So you know that awesome story that Jonathan Hickman set up with the destruction of all the other universes? And it's like, oh, the Ultimate Universe isn't a thing anymore. And so we're just going to consolidate it all into 616. That's not happening anymore because Marvel doesn't know how to keep their stories straight. You are kidding me. I haven't even been reading Marvel over the past year and a half, and that's just... It's coming back. It's like why? So can it's just so confusing. You, why would you do that for your uh, for your readers? I don't know. I just I don't know. It, it hurts because I'm reading the Fantastic Four Jonathan Hickman stuff and I've read the New Avengers and Avengers Jonathan Hickman stuff and it's incredible. And it's an incredible story and it's some of the best Marvel written anything in like the past 10, 15 years. And it finishes, and then all of a sudden, Marvel has no clue what to do, and so they just give all their writers free reign, and their writers ruin everything it's set up. Like, it just, it's painful. It's really painful. So, at this point, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care, Marvel. But I know you've said that before. I've said it many times. <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah. I was like, "What do you mean at this point, Andrew? You've been, you've been, over I've been this done for, for you've been a over while. this for a hot minute." Yeah, I think I've been. <laughs> I think I've ranted about. I think you can track when I start ranting about Marvel. Yeah, uh, which is because when we started the show, it was before Secret Wars had started, and right. or had yeah before it started, and then like you can see after that like. I start just ranting about how Mar the editing, the editorial side of Marvel Comics right now is not good, mm -hmm. um, and I really hope there's a change soon because uh, they really don't know. They, it just they don't know how to write consistent stories, and it's it really hurts as a person who wants to buy their comics, wants to support the artists and the writers who are making these comics, and it's hard because they give me no reason to. Which is, yeah. I mean, DC was in the same boat mm -hmm. um, with New 52. Like, New 52 yeah. just hurt. A lot of the stories were written, like, out of character. Um, and it was hard to hard to read. Um, but, moving on, Deadpool 2 is now coming out in May. Yay! Uh, that sounded really unenthused. I'm, I, am, <laughs> I am excited. Yeah. Guys, I had a long day. I don't... I don't want to sound unenthused or bored i'm really yeah. not i'm just i'm a little sleepy sleepy cody but uh, new mutants however is getting pushed back 10 months which is interesting 
for those who do not know, New Mutants is the, it's not the next X-Men movie, but it's like a horror-esque uh, X-Men movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched that trailer a couple times. Uh, Guardians 3 is coming out 2020. So I'm trying to figure out, that was an interesting sound. Uh, I'm trying weird. to figure out what phase, what part of, which phase Guardians 3 is a part of. Because it's going to be the first movie after uh, Infinity War. What is Infinity War, Mark? The end of Phase 3. The end of Phase 3? I'm pretty sure. I'm wondering if that is or if Guardians 3 is like, this is like a brief a brief moment after Infinity, Infinity War. Okay. Because uh, Infinity War is in 2019, which is next year. This is insane, Cody. Like, we're, we're a month away from Black Panther. We're four months away from the first movie of Infinity War. We're like six months from Ant Man number two. Uh huh. We're a year away from Captain Marvel, and we're like a year and a half away from the end of Phase Three. That's insane. I remember when they announced Infinity War back in like 2012. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's been a long run. It's exhausting when you think about <laughs> how many movies that we've been to yeah. in the theaters. Yeah. Against our will. Against? No. No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this year, uh, which we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, so 2020, Guardians 3, should be interesting. I think James Gunn is back. Uh, I'll go see it. I enjoyed number two. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I think other people did. Um, Tom King is creating a series for DC, which I'm really interested, called Sanctuary. You're pointing at me. What? Oh, before we carry on, I, w- yeah. I will say the more I think about Guardians 2, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily like it less, but I have had no interest in going back and rewatching it. Yeah. Which kind of says it all. Because you saw the first one like five or six times. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I have no interest in rewatching the movie, at least not for a while. I mean, and you, I can, think you the- can when I rewatch it, but. Uh, I probably will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, there was not anything in that movie that may, like, like compels me to go watch it again, which I am dealing with now with the Thor movie, the first one. Like, oh, it's, I'll I'll talk about that in just a second. But um, Tom King is creating a series called Sanctuary for DC, which is I'm excited for because it's a series that focuses on the mental trauma of what superheroes go through with their violent lives. So I think it could be really cool. That does um, sound really interesting. It's like a it's like a therapy session for superheroes who have to deal with the violence that they go through. Whoa. Um which could be really cool. And so I'm I think it's really cool. I think it's ballsy for uh DC to do uh to allow it to happen. Um I think it's it's a this is a when we talked about social issues mm-hmm. like I think this could be a really cool tackle of what violence does to people. It is cool that they're going into this because yeah, you can't just give us all this violence and mm-hmm. with all these characters are going through yeah. in all their comics and then just oh yeah, they're totally normal well-adjusted yeah. people. Yeah. 
It's it like, doesn't necessarily mean they're as broken as the Watchmen are necessarily. No. But they would have to be somewhat messed up. Yeah. And I think Batman has gone into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially with, and the funny thing is the person writing Batman right now is Tom King. Okay. The person who's going to do this. And he's really, he's like really stepped into that. Batman's one character who has been given a few therapy sessions in movies and comic books. Yeah. Not not literally. Obviously, I don't think you ever see Batman with a shrink. Yeah. But he has all, a lot of cathartic mm-hmm. conversations with the Bat team. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's it for news. Uh, what I wanted to do with this next moment is really talk about our favorite parts of 2017. Yeah. Um, whether it be movies, comics, uh, like even just a look back at 2017 as a whole. Um, and, uh, I don't know, just, just our thoughts on some of the stuff. Like we'll go through the movies and talk about what came out this year. Yeah. Uh, it's hard because I'm like I feel like I keep combining 2016 and 17. Um, this yeah. year, uh, we'll start with uh, Marvel. This year was Guardians two, Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok, uh, for Marvel movies, and I don't think any Fox movies came out. No, that was Deadpool was 2016. Yeah, right? and so was Apocalypse, I believe. Yeah. Um and Fanforstick. That was either two. And what? Fanforstick. Fantastic Four. Oh, Fanforstick? Yeah. That was the logo. It was like fan and then they had the four. Oh. And where the <laughs> where the Fantastic should have been. I didn't I don't remember that. It was stupid. Like it was really bad. I'm going to Google it though. Okay. Uh no, I think that was either 2015 or 2016, that movie. Um, so, yeah, I would say out of the Marvel movies, those three, wh- which one did you enjoy the most? Out of? Uh, Guardians 2, okay. Spider-Man Homecoming, or Thor Ragnarok. I got to give it to Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming was great. Yeah. And I guess you could say that Thor Ragnarok had repeated things, ideas we, we, we'd already seen in other Marvel movies, too. Mm-hmm. But I thought Spider-Man Homecoming did that more. I felt like it it, it had... My element, thing with Spider-Man it is... Just, it, it felt too familiar. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. We'd seen it before. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok, I didn't really feel like I'd seen it before, necessarily. I just thought it was still a little similar to... You know, all the things we'd seen in Guardians. Yeah. And what we'd seen in, like, maybe the Avengers movies. and mm-hmm. So, and I thought it was really funny. Yes. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming did have a great performance from Michael Keaton, and it had a, a great Spider-Man. We, yeah. We have a great Spider-Man now. Um, but as a, as a standalone movie, maybe it's just because it's in the wake of so many Spider-Man movies. That might be it. I think... I I I enjoy Homecoming, but I think I enjoyed it less than people think I should. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, especially as a Spider-Man fan. Um, it is better than all the Amazing Spider-Mans. It's better than Spider-Man 3. I still think Spider-Man 2 is the best. Uh, I just rewatched the scene where Spider-Man's fighting Dr. Octopus on the train. And it's so intense and, like, just well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that's why I was missing is like Spider-Man Homecoming didn't bring us a Spider-Man fight that really stood out. Um, it brought a incredibly well put together villain with the vulture. Yeah, uh, I agree. Michael Keaton did an incredible job. It brought us finally a Peter Parker in high school that actually seems like he's in high school. Yeah, that uh, was long overdue. Yeah. Uh Tom Holland is Peter Parker. Like he does an incredible job of playing the modern pre- Peter Parker and he does an awesome job at playing Spider-Man in the suit. Like they are two different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm really happy about that. Uh they ha- finally have an Aunt May that makes sense uh that she's not 90. Um yeah. because your aunt when you're 16, is probably not 90. Uh, she's probably in her mid 30s yeah. or late 40s or early 40s. Uh, mid 30s, mid 30s yeah. to late 40s, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good range, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, and so not mid 60s to late yeah, 90s. Yeah, it's so. There's a lot of things this movie did right. It's just I agree with you. Like it was safe. Um. And so that's why it doesn't stand at stand stand out as much as yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Well, Thor, I don't. I think there were some ways in which it didn't necessarily play it safe. Yeah, I mean, freaking killing off all the characters at the beginning. Yeah, uh, it, was it was weird. It was weird to see that cutting happen. off Thor's hair. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a, not safe. That's not safe. <laughs> and especially we still the way, liked him. Still, uh, like, especially when you have it done by Stanley. Yeah. With that weird device. Yeah. It definitely wasn't safe. Uh it had no. some great line great great lines, great humor in that. Yeah. The uh Jeff Goldblum the plays dis- the, the perfect. disintegrator. Yeah. Item and he's like he's like he just w- w- like melted. Yeah, but when she hands him the disintegrator yeah. or whatever there's another name for it. But and he's he, oh he's, he's like goes, he's like, Why would you give me that? <laughs> All he did was interrupt <laughs> me. That's not a capital <laughs> offense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really, I think that's my thing is like when I came out of Thor Ragnarok, I was smiling the most. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed the movie more than Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and the three of those, and I know there's a lot of people that really liked Guardians 2, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, I, I understand why people would like it. Um, to me, the movie was just too full. Like it, it just tried, like it tried doing humor and it tried doing character development and it tried to do like emotional scenes and it shoved it all in and it went like a hundred percent with all of them. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't try to divide and conquer. And so when I came out of the movie, I felt more exhausted, uh, with what just happened than I did feel like a sense of release. Yes. Where... Where with Thor Ragnarok, a lot happened, but by the end of it, I went, I'm excited for where this is going, but I'm glad of the, the ride I went through uh, to get here as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to put Guardians and Spider-Man Homecoming, like, where I would put... I would actually probably put them closer together um, around the same uh, how I felt afterwards. I I I feel hard like it's harsh saying this. I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt right now, but like I mm-hmm. felt like Homecoming wasn't as uh 
Do you feel like the end result wasn't as great as the sum of its parts? Yes. I would say that's the best way to put it. And I will give one of the major factors being that Iron Man was in this movie too much. Yeah. he Iron Man's appearances really brought me down. I actually think Iron Man being the one to save Peter uh, with that boat scene, uh, it really hurt. <laughs> it That to uh, me was kind of... Um, Especially since they it was gave, just, uh, it was like, ah, uh. it. They gave the whole like Peter finding his 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 strength, uh, to Tony Stark, and that really bothered me. Um, yeah, not it's just not independent. That's what yeah. I, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's not just, very independent. Yeah. There's a. I mean, we ran. I I went off about the things I didn't like about Homecoming when the movie came out. So. Yeah. Uh. No, and so I would say. Thor Ragnarok is definitely the. It's just such a fun movie. Yeah, and there's like I said, like I said, there's infinite laughs, and I thought the special effects were amazing. And they, I, like character know, design wise, it's really solid. Oh yeah, I had a disagreement again with someone about the fight between Thor and Hela. Yeah. People, people saying that it's too that, that oh it's just so short, so short. Is it really that short? He starts that fight before. The last third of that movie is him fighting Hela. Yeah, I just, I guess I don't see it. Are they not putting the battle where he fights her in the throne room? Because that's a battle. Yeah, I know, that's... I think they're talking about when he's using his, like, thunder powers. And I said that, and the person continued to combat me, and I was trying to say that, no, I think you're only thinking about that last bit on the on the rainbow bridge because yeah, that battle lasted longer than just that. Yeah, and even then at that point what was cool about that movie is he didn't beat her with the battle. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he couldn't win that battle. Mm-hmm. And so he thought ways around it. Like he beat her in a battle of wits. Mm-hmm. Um just like the end of Doctor Strange there's no battle. But people really like that moment with mm-hmm. Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I can see where the people are coming from. It's not the, it's not like the Captain America battle. No. Um, but, I mean, can you can you top the Winter Soldier fight scenes? Can you? No. Can you top the fight scene between Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and Captain America in Civil War? That no. scene is incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. I agree. I um, love that. It's really hard to, and I'm I'm excited to see what the Russo brothers do with Infinity War. I'm just excited uh, for Infinity War in general. It's been so long. Like this is, I have no expectations for this movie just because I'm I'm there for the ride. Except for Thanos winning at the end. That's my only expectation. And that Thanos means, winning. Yeah, and I really hope. I mean, the Russo brothers know what they're doing. Like I've, I wanna I wanna have faith <laughs> in this. Uh, but they, I mean, they might drop the ball on that. Uh, but you gotta have faith. Faith. Ooh, I gotta um, moving on to the other side of the coin, the more disappointing side of the coin, uh, DC, which oh, has brother. has a decent movie. Wonder Woman came out this year. Yeah, uh, solid entry. Definitely the best DC movie of best the year. Best DC movie of the year. Better than Thor, I would say. Better than Dark World. Better than Iron Man 2. 
probably just a notch under Captain America. <laughs> uh, first Avenger. I, I think it really comes down to Captain America First Avenger has the Red Skull. And he's an awesome villain. And the fight scene between Captain America and Red Skull at the end is intense and it's put together well. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Wonder Woman falls apart for the last third of the movie uh, where she fights Ares. And it's also hard because you have Ares who's just a conglomeration of CGI yeah, we, we kind of discussed yeah. all this stuff, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's still solid. It's the best thing DC did this year. Yeah, I think I would agree with you in that the end of the movie doesn't what you're what you're building towards. Yeah. The ending part doesn't quite give you what you think you're about to get. Yeah. Yeah. Where the rest of the movie is better. Definitely. Yeah. I still think that the the smoke signals from the Indian guy and that whole part, it, it does feel very strange. Oh my gosh. I don't I don't really feel that belongs. <laughs> None of that. Her was, her whole team except for Chris Pine didn't belong. Yeah. I was like, gonna say I was gonna say if you wanna get super critical, really yeah. just the team in general. Kinda, like, was, with Captain America funny. you had the Howling Commandos, but you also had uh Howard Stark and you had Peggy Carter, which as I know there's people who disagree with Peggy Carter's chemistry with Captain America, but like she still was a solid character in this movie. And then you also have Bucky Barnes. But the Howling Commandos, you have uh, the guy from Fresno, mm -hmm. uh, and then you have Dun Dun Dugan, who's a really cool character. He's the guy with the the mustache, like, and he has the bowler hat. So you you still have like cool characters that aren't forced into this movie. And they're not given a lot of character development, but that's because they have these other characters that have character development. And you focus on those. My issue really comes down to the drunken Scottishman in Wonder Woman who has PTSD, which is fine. Deal with that. But then why is he on this team? Like, you put him on this team as, oh, we need him because he's one of the best snipers that we know. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't do anything for the entire movie. That is a waste of a character. Yeah. Um, it And it was just weird. Like, it it was weird that there was characters like this. Uh, but I went back to saying what was wrong, where I need to say what was right. The movie was solid. The editing was great. Uh, Gal Gadot's and Chris Pine's acting was incredible. Mm -hmm. They were the best part of the movie. They had great chemistry. Themyscira was really cool. Uh, up to the battle on the beach, I thought Themyscira was one of the best parts of the movie. I did not like that beach battle, but too much slow motion for you. Uh, like the first, the first thing is slow mo, and then, yeah, like when she gets shot by the bullet, and then it's in slow mo. It's like, man, that's just going to be this whole battle, and it was. It was. Um. So yeah, good solid entry. I mean, better than Justice League. In my opinion. Which I didn't see, no. and I don't actually plan to. A lot of people are asking me, oh, have you seen Justice League? And I say no, and they say, oh, but you're going to, right? Because you love, you love superheroes and you love DC especially. And I just say, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm over getting 
annoyed. I think I'm over getting annoyed and ripping apart a movie that I know I'm not going to like anyway. Yeah. I'm kind of over it, and I'm sure it'll happen when I go to see a movie that looks really great to me. Yeah. And I come out disappointed. That's going to happen, I'm sure, many times. Uh, like uh, a certain movie. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. Okay. I get enough of that at home. I know you do. Oh, no, no. I was thinking about the other one. Which movie? Um, The one that you were excited about and then were disappointed in. Came out last year, I think. Oh. A Dark Tower. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was also referring. I, I thought you were referring to Star Wars. episode eight. I know, I know, I know. I don't. I don't mention that movie. You know this. Okay. Yeah. No. And the more, uh, I basically what I'm saying concerning Justice League. I'm not gonna go see it because I already know I'm not gonna like it that much, and I don't feel like finding one more movie to rip apart. And yeah. I already know how you feel about it, and that's enough to put me off. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Nah. No. Nope, okay. I yeah. can see it. No, I can. I understand that. I mean, yeah. I would say that's definitely the worst DC movie of the year, but there's only two, so. They aren't exactly cranking them out, Andrew. I know. <laughs> uh, I find that funny because we got two DC movies in a year where we say they're not cranking them out because Marvel's putting out three now, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> it's like, remember when Marvel put out two? In a year, and we're like, what? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm I guess going, I just feel like DC isn't keeping up. Yeah, I'm going through phase one right now. Uh, so for those who do not know, I'm I'm watching one DC, one Marvel movie a week leading up to Infinity War, and uh, I'm going through phase one, and I just got onto Thor, and it's like they only had five movies, uh, before Avengers, where I think the next one had like six or seven. Phase three is going to have, I think, at least like fifteen. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Maybe I did not no, know that. no. I th- it might be closer to ten. Never mind. But it's yeah, Civil War, Ant Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, first part of Infinity War, second part of Infinity War, Doctor Strange, Guardians, Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's a long phase. ten movies. Yeah, definitely. That's long a phase. lot. Uh, I can't believe. How many, when when you look at this Marvel franchise, this run, mm-hmm. let's say if you put all the phases together, yeah, I'm trying to think of another franchise that has as many movies in such a fairly straight period of time. Ten years, yeah, ten years, or it'll be it'll be twelve by the time. You're right. It's done. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. It'll be twelve because I know a while ago I think when they when they uh, they tallied the number for most films per franchise. Mm-hmm. It was either Bond or Dracula or one of those. Bond has 24. Bond's got 24. Yeah. Dracula has a lot. Yeah. Also, if you just include spinoffs. Like vampire movies yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I feel like just the Marvel Cinematic U, mm-hmm. it's so... It's going to be 20 by the end of... Either 20 or 22 by the end of Phase 3. Crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of films. Yeah. And I think that's... A lot of people are saying they're burned out, which I totally understand. Uh, my thing is, is they're looking at these movies as standalone movies where you need to look at as a TV show. Yeah. And that's when a lot of people are like, well, I watched Civil War and then I go, who's Ant-Man? Like, why do I care about this character? And it's like, there was an Ant-Man movie, 
It's like you just missed that episode where that character was in it. Right. Um, I get it. They're two and a half episodes, two and a half hour episodes. But they come out three times a year. It's like, that's what? You know, three episodes. Um, So you're saying their time management's not very good. I would say so. <laughs> I would say if you're trying to watch all of them all at once, yeah, it can be exhausting. Um, I don't suggest anyone do that with the Marvel movies. Uh, a friend of mine actually got a medal because he did the marathon. He did the Marvel marathon leading up to Civil War. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was like, bravo. <laughs> like, good on you. That's wow. a lot of movies. Um, but, yeah. So it, it's it's I would, interesting. I would no, I die. Think, if you want. That is so many movies so, to sit like, through. Also, because you have to sit through both the Thor movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I mean I'll talk about that now. So, Cat Denning's voice. It's it's hard. Like I'm rewatching the first one, and I even had a friend of mine who he was like, "Man, I actually really enjoyed the Thor movie." I went, "When's the last time you watched it?" And he's like, "It's been a long time," and. I don't know what it was. It's just, I saw that movie three times in theaters. I really enjoyed that movie. I saw it twice in theaters. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And rewatching it the second time, I mean, the Earth characters are worse. Um, Thor's still great, but even how he acts, like after watching Thor Ragnarok, um, even how he acts is worse. Just like his his whole character isn't as put together as well, in my opinion. Yeah, the the humor and all that, it's kind of mm-hmm. yeah, it all seems kind of choppy. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not as good at playing Thor in that movie. I don't think so. He got way no. better in, Aven- in Avengers. In Avengers, yeah, and I think when I I now look back at it, when people are like, "Man, Chris Hemsworth was like a wimpy Thor," and I was I was like, "What are you talking about? Thor is awesome! Like he does an incredible job." Watching this movie, I'm like, "Nope, I totally see it." Uh, even the way like his costume design is weird. Like his hair is too blonde. Like I understand it's really blonde in the comic, but compared to now where it feels more natural. Yeah. Like his eyebrows and his beard are all like bleach blonde, and it's like it's off putting because I've seen what he looks like now, and I'm like it looks better now. And even by yeah. the end of the movie, he starts getting more like dark in his beard. Yeah, and so no, they've like, they've refined the look of the character, and yeah. every character looks better now. I think obviously, um, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing about Captain America's uh, costume in Avengers. I would say his the, yeah. his costume in Avengers is the worst. His costume in Avengers, his costume in Avengers is the worst to you. Uh, the worst Captain America costume, yeah. It's it's like they tried to do the traditional like Captain America costume. And it looks really cheesy. I don't. I like his redesign. In, I liked it in First Avengers. I liked it. Um, I like his costume in uh, Captain uh, Civil War. In Civil War, yeah. the most, yeah. I think that's the costume he has at the end of uh, Winter Soldier. Whatever costume he's wearing in the beginning of the or in in the uh, Infinity War trailer is great. Oh yeah, that like that's dark r- blue looks really yeah, cool with the gloves. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Get this man a shield. <laughs> Get this man a shield. I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen when Marvel movies aren't being made anymore. That's what's, a thing. That's a thing. 
I think I think <laughs> at what some point it's going to go out of fashion. Nothing stays in fashion forever. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to find out uh, a post Marvel movie world. A post Marvel movie world. What's gonna What's it gonna be? What's the next craze? Because superhero movies, and when we say that, we mean Marvel superhero movies have yeah. been the big thing mm-hmm. for ten years. Yeah, Star Wars obviously has been really, really highly grossing as well. It's been making a lot of money. Yeah, but I don't know, man. We gotta wait around and see. Because a lot of people kept saying that it's going to get tired, like the superhero movie, like way is going to be tired. Um, but they're still one of the biggest markets, like even after ten years. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we saw the Black Panther pre-sale tickets are huge. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok made over like $700 million. It's like these movies are still, people are still paying money. I'm paying money to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. I think something else would have to happen for them to stop making them. It's going to be the first Marvel movie that's going to be like, that was bad. Yes. I think that's going to be the the next point where it's like, and I'm scared to fig- find out which movie that's going to be. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to keep digging till they get to the bottom to the bottom of the barrel with the characters. Yeah. And it's not going to resonate with fans. No. And people are going to be like, what was that piece of crap? Yeah. And that's going to be the bottom. And because of that, people are going to be less intrigued for the next for the next. I and Actually, I'm pretty... I'm I'm seeing it now. I think after Infinity War, we're going to see a, a giant drop in sales of tickets. Where do you go from there? Yeah. That's the, that's the like, end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know where you go I'm from there. I'm excited because they do have Fantastic Four and X-Men now. So they can do... That's true. They can do a Doctor Doom kind of stuff. They can do Galactus or, uh, you know, other characters. I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do after Infinity War. Do you think DC is ever going to find its foothold? No. No. No, Jeff Johns... You think think 50 years from now we're never going to get... Jeff Johns has been demoted. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, that was news. I forgot to put that in here. Uh, he has been taken off of creative control of all of DC and has now put on, like, side like sideline. I think it's just comics now. We can forget it then. Yeah. We can forget WB it. has taken over and put one of their executives over the cinematic universe. Oh, gosh. Yep. No, I, I have no faith in DC anymore. I'll probably still watch the movies so I can rant about them, but... I have no like, no expectations, no bars of high quality. It's just high quality. so sad to me. Yeah. The next fl- the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. It's like why? That's so rushed. Yeah. That is not the first story you should start out with for Flash. No. Good lord, <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah. They didn't even really need. Oh my gosh, they, we don't need a damn. Reintroduction to Flash, anyways. We already had Grant Gustin. I mean, I get the show kind of went off the rails too, but those first two seasons are good. They we, are. Had, we had a good Flash. Yeah. Why can't there just be any 
continuity, nothing coalesces. I don't know. I don't know, Cody. So let's go to the TV market and your favorite comic book TV show this year. Of 2018? 2017. Or probably of, 20, of, 20, of 2017, sorry. Yeah. I think all you watched was Defenders. It's you didn't not, watch- It's not all I tried, but it's all I watched, yeah. What did you try? Was Luke Cage not 2017? No. Luke- Iron Fist was 2017. Luke Cage is 2016? Mm-hmm. Or, why, why do I... I guess it doesn't matter, but you're... Yeah, you're, you're still right that Defenders is all I've watched. So, I'll let you talk about it. Um, and I, of course, I didn't care much for Defenders. Yeah, so it can't be your favorite because you didn't like it that much. No, I don't so. really. I guess for TV, did you watch any of the Punisher? You no, I haven't. Wa- okay, Man, you need to watch that show. I have other priorities. I know you do, but um, <laughs> I need to read books and I need yeah. to read comics again. Yeah. Well, I re- actually that's not true. I've been reading some comics here and there, um, but yeah, I. We'll say one thing, nothing has been as good as what, you know, Daredevil season one and two were to me. Yeah. I love the I love those so much. They're both so. good. Both good. Uh for me, I attempted Flash. That was not good. Uh Gifted was a highlight. Legion was a huge highlight. You watched some of Legion. I wa I watched the like, first episode. episode. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Legion, if I, Legion would be number one for me if it wasn't for, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four, which was incredible and it brought Ghost Rider and everything it did there was really, really well done. And Legion is great because it's, Cinematically, it's really incredible and has really cool story elements and makes you really think about what's going on, and it's mind-bending. There is an episode in Season 4 of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where not only was it just filmed well, but the acting was some of the best I've seen in a TV show ever. Uh, More than Legion. And that's what stood out the most, uh, was this last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was just, it ended so well. Uh, and so I, I would, I, I only put it a notch above Legion, whereas Legion would have been higher, in my opinion. And then third would be Punisher, of the half the season I've seen. But Yeah, I do, I do need to watch it. I hear... Everyone's liking yeah. what, from what they've told me, and I'm yeah. talking audience. I'm not talking about what critics have said. Oh yeah, I don't listen to critics. I listen. <laughs> I listen to my heart and my friends. Do you not listen to critics at all? Uh, for the most part, no. Like I, I see. Do what you feel they... like most things that critics are harsh on? Usually, you end up like maybe enjoying. Well, I was gonna say, or maybe you dislike it, but it wasn't because of what they had to say. Correct. Like. They'll say something, it's like an echo chamber, where I'll be like, oh yeah, like I didn't like that too. Right. Um, but I never go into a movie seat, like, taking the critics' reviews into heart, too, too hard. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, comics wise, I don't. It's a weird year because I've been reading a lot of like Birthright was this year, right? All those trades. I mean that you read, yeah. I had read Birthright before. Was that not a progression throughout twenty seventeen? No, they Birthright has been out since like two thousand fifteen. Okay. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand fifteen. Two thousand. I would say for things that I got into in Birthright twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, we can talk which, about that. But I read those all fairly close together, though. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws was a highlight, and uh, Super Sons. Okay. Well, that's the Robin and um, Superboy team up. Okay. That was really good. Yeah, I remember you. That was one of your favorite recent reads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What did you... You read a lot of past stuff. Like, we, I've read a lot of past stuff as well. I would yeah. say East to West was another good, solid entry for me this year, which was... Just like Birthright, you read this year, even though it was older. Mm-hmm. Um, well, East to West. When, is... when was the most recent uh, trade of Birthright, though? When number did that five. Come out? No, I, I know, but do you, do you remember when that would have been out? Uh, midsummer. Okay, so the latest is current. Yes. The, the the latest trade or two is from 2017. Just not the entire not the series. In- yeah, the series and series. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. I, I was going to say, it isn't like this came out all two years ago. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and it's still going in. I think trade volume six comes out soon. I nice. I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's a really cool fantasy, man. I, I like yeah. that it's got familiar familiar elements, but it's not the same formula story story structure wise. I have literally showed, like, I just show people volume one and then they're like, give me the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's all I do. I don't go like, here's all of these, read all of these. It's mm-hmm. like, here's volume one. It's like, I think you might like this. And you have a really cool story with a character who mm-hmm. is a hero you th- or a villain you think is the hero. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. And and you want to see what happens next. Yeah. Like, it's just so interesting. And the yeah. artwork is clean yet compl- it's, it's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. Um, I love the artwork. It's yeah. so colorful and just beautiful. It's it's my new favorite series. It's becoming one of my favorite fantasies in a very yeah. long time. Um, it's been a long time since I've actually wanted to keep going in a fantasy series. I know, and that's why I was really excited when you are like, oh man, I need Because you got to number three, and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep reading this. I did say that. Yeah, and then you got then you read number four, you're like, oh no. And I, I remember when I came home with number five, and you're like, can I read that? <laughs> and I went, no, I have to read it first, it's mine. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I understand. But you wanted to read it so bad. Yeah. Um, oh, for me, so another thing that I've been lax on, but I really enjoyed about the four issues that I read of it is the... Uh, Amory Wars? Amory Wars, Good yeah. Apollo. Yeah. Um, the, the issues that I did read were really good. I'm just behind. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading the Thrawn Trilogy comic books. I'm the, I think okay. I'm almost done with the They're second. They're going to start doing the comic book of the... the 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 book the new book oh, there's a new Thrawn movie. yeah there's a oh movie yeah I wonder if if Timothy Zahn just likes it when that happens because I feel like he's the only person I can think of who has had two stories that he's written turned into comic book comic format books. yeah um 
some of the other U- EU stories the, were as well. It's the first Star Wars comic book that is literally just the ad- adaption of the book. Mm. It's the first one. But for for the new run, yeah, yeah, for for the new uh, Ca- canon, canon, canon yeah. yeah, new run. Um, but yeah, I so don't, comics. I don't actually really have any recent read, but I guess I've been I've been reading that intermittently over the weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, those the trades are of, of that comic book uh, run are, are huge because mm-hmm. they don't they don't really skimp out on many details. Most of it's in there. Nice. The Shadows of the Empire trade is cool art wise, and it's a cool collector's item. But I'm kind of disappointed with it because it, it's just like highlight moments. Yeah, it's not like the actual story. Yeah, you don't you don't really get to see any of the cool stuff. Nice. So, yeah. I would say, oh, my favorite recent read was what I was going to talk about. Uh, I mean, I usually don't go super in-depth with my recent reads. Uh, But mine is uh, volume four of Fantastic Four, Jonathan Hickman. Mm -hmm. And it's the death of Johnny Storm. Uh, And it was... I wasn't expecting it to be... Because I remember reading about that long ago in comics. It was like the death of Johnny Storm, um, how crazy it was. And I was like, okay, I don't really care. Uh, But at this point, I do. Um, It's a really cool moment where Ben Grimm, the thing, has taken a serum where for a week he's human. uh, Where he's not his rock self, which is like the first time ever in history. And they go into the negative zone, and Annihilation is pretty much, like, on the verge of coming into our universe and just destroying everything. Uh, and so Ben kind of does a last stand kind of thing. He's like, I'm going to, like, you get out of here. I'll be fine. And then Johnny, like, shoves him into, like, across the force field and then closes the force field uh, so that way... Um, they can't do anything, and like he tries, he's like one to a billion. He's like, bring it on, and then he gets eviscerated, like right off the bat. Like he just gets taken out. Um, and like as Ben is watching this happen, like he's watching Don- Johnny die. Um, and it's it's insane. And like I was like, oh man, that that was intense. Like that was crazy. The crazier part is like it deals with like his funeral, like. Sue like Susan Storm comes home and she's like she's then like hiding in her force field shield and like Reed comes home and he's like trying to like talk to her and she won't come out of her like her shield and she's like laying on the bed like in fetal position and stuff like that and it's like man this is like insanely well done of how it affects the team it's the first time like one of the four have died uh and it's her brother yeah. um so then uh, it has, like, the funeral and, like, the thing isn't there. Like, mm-hmm. Ben's not there. And then it has Thor and Hulk, or Thor and Banner, mm-hmm. like, out in the middle of the desert, and, like, the thing shows up in a... And it's all speechless. Like, there's no text. It's all just artwork. And it has the thing show up where you're like, okay, they summoned him here. And, like, he shows up, and then, like, they motion at, like, a gravestone. And, like, Ben, like, 
then turns around to leave and like Thor grabs his shoulder mm-hmm. and it's like you need to deal with this like you need to accept this and like Ben like punches Thor in the like like punches him as hard as he can and like he goes flying and like the Hulk like then Banner turns into a Hulk and like he's fighting like it's it's the Hulk versus Ben Grimm oh my gosh. and it's like crazy and you know they're holding back because the Hulk could tear apart the thing mm-hmm. uh, but like he's fighting and then like the thing is punching him and like Slowly, he just, like, starts crying and, like, falls into his, like, the Hulk's arms. And it's just, like, Aww. like he finally accepts, like, what happened. And it's, it is super emotional. Like, that, I was going to say, that, that actually sounds really emotive. Yeah. Like, it was really well done. And, like, it that trade, by the end of it, just, like, took my breath away. I was like, that was so good. And then Doom comes in in this the next series called The Future Foundation, and it is one of the most brutal Doctor Doom moments, like, just verbally-wise, where Doom is, he sees Ben, and he's like, he's like, how was it uh, standing there while your friend fought for you and watched him die? And he goes, so brave. and it's just like and like like the thing is like just ready to tear him apart but it's like oh that's dr doom like he just cuts you to the core he's just an a-hole yeah he's he's, yeah the biggest piece of crap but it's done so well where you're like you're you're such a good villain oh yeah um he's one of the most evil yeah but he's evil because he thinks what he's doing is for the good of humanity which he, it is, you know, he reminds me sometimes. The more and more I think about it, he almost does kind of remind me of Darth Vader. Yeah, he. I would say not yeah. ne- not necessarily the conversion thing that Vader yeah. went through. I'm just talking about personality wise. I would say Doctor Doom is the closest to Darth Vader we have. Yeah, yeah. But he's just he's a big baddie. Yeah, and he's so powerful and so smart. He's almost unbeatable. And so wise. Uh, oh, so powerful. <laughs> wise. Uh. So yeah, that's my favorite recent read. I read that this last week. Yeah. So, okay. I now we're to, now I'm totally backpedaling. So yeah. what is what is your absolute 2017 highlight? Like if you had to pick oh. any any media just just what is your favorite thing that you experienced? 2017. I, I'm even I'm even going to include movies we've talked about on this show. Yeah. That are uh, that are that aren't necessarily comic book related. Not comic book related? Well, they don't. Well, they did not comic book related. What I mean by uh, that is we've mentioned them on the show, but we maybe movies like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, for instance. Blade Runner twenty forty nine might be my highlight of the year. Yeah, like that movie. That movie and it for me. I watched it oh, last night. It's, it's a good movie, but um, twenty forty nine is a cinematic masterpiece. It's amazing. Like I'm so glad that music, I saw it. cinematography, story and acting, editing, like it is pacing. It's it slow, is, but if you like slow, which I do, yeah. I like I've I've actually found is, I like slow movies. It is possible like I don't give this out much, like ever. It is possibly one of the only movies I would give a ten out of ten for. Like wow. it is I enjoyed every bit of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like there was never a moment where I was like, eh, could have been better. Right. Um 
like every what? I know a lot of people say like some of the act like some of the characters fall flat, but I think the characters that uh, do they? I don't know. I don't think so. I think every character is given its role and they 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 fulfill that role mm-hmm. as much as they were given. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. No, it's an incredible movie. Ryan Gosling blew me away. Yeah. I've always liked him, but how well he played the the role of a yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Actually surprised me. It's an uh, uh, not just any kind of Blade Runner, but a, um, I mean a Blade Runner who is a replicant. Yeah. yeah. Well, like much like Ford, which. Yeah, but I mean, like that's still ambiguous if he if he is or he isn't. So. Just because the original writer of that story said he wasn't the, supposed to be, and Harrison Ford said that he should he shouldn't be. The only person who has said that he is is Ripley Scott. Ridley, Ridley yeah. Scott, not Ripley Scott. But how do you, which which, which one has more merit? Which opinion? Or I would say Ridley Ridley Scott does for his own movie. Yeah, but I mean, he set it up to be that way. Yeah, but no. Um, and then comic book wise, I would say my favorite highlight was season four of Agents of Shield. Like it is just really well done. Um, some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. Wow, I'm sure in 20 years I'm gonna watch Agents of Shield the same way now. I'll I'm watch. Wa- I'll watch it right there with you. <laughs> the same way now I'm watching Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah, from 20 years ago. Yeah, um, 25, however long ago that was. And then comic book wise, uh, Super Sons. Super Sons is well done. Or no, East to West. I'm who am I kidding? My comic book pick is Birthright. Yeah, East to West is just really good. But, but yeah. Well, that's all we have for you folks for episode fifty-six. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you all. We have a lot more in store for you for two thousand eighteen. Um, we have exciting things that we're we are trying to get put together for I Like Comic Con. Um, stay tuned for more. Um, I'm excited for that. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Oh, we're not on Twitter that much. I'm who am I kidding? We're on Instagram <laughs> uh and Facebook at Origi, or, Origins. And Origins at, and A's. At Origins and A's. Origins <laughs> and Adaptations. Uh I think it's just Origins underscore adaptations on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh and you can find our great awesome friend Chris at Suede Records. Um, on Instagram and as well as Suede Records on Facebook. Definitely check him out. He's the best around. Thank you, Chris. You're the. I would. He's been. Quiet. I would say. Where, I would where say. Where is Chris? I would say my highlight I'm of here. 2017 is Chris. Is Chris Crenshaw? Oh, yeah. I can guys. second that. Yeah, that is actually probably my favorite part of this year. It has been a lot of fun, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like, it's just... Uh, I'm excited to see where we go. For sure. How many other people we can bring in under Chris's wing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's well, just cool to have a space that you guys you can doing? come and hang out and do this, and I get to listen and learn, and yeah. Oh, that's a flash. Why'd you turn flash on? <laughs> I wanted a photo of you. He just took a picture of me. I didn't think the Your flash face would actually uh I made, like, hard. a stupid face, too. I'll discard it. Thank you. That was a failure. I'm sorry. I mean, this is all in the podcast now, isn't it? Yeah. 
See you later, guys. Later. Bye.